This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. end. Hello everyone. Welcome once again to the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. A couple of days late, but we're here again. Two weeks in a row. And we're in the same room. And we're in the same room for once, not doing it via some dodgy FaceTime or Skype connection. It's good to know in about, I don't know, what, the six months since we've been in the last year, you haven't tidied up once. That, that's, that's good. Maybe once. Well, doesn't look like no, it. No, it doesn't look like it at the moment. Yeah, so recording before the game today, before we go off to the West Brom game, going to try and get it up out there. So we're going to have a little bit of talk about the last three games, uh, well... More in particular, the Stoke away game. Yeah, Stoke's the most recent, isn't it? But it was a good week for the Blues, wasn't it? You know, three three nil wins on the spin. Did you see Stoke um, three three nil losses on the spin as well? Did you see that stat? I didn't see that stat. No, it's interesting. It is, yeah. Um, so uh, a little bit of t- little bit of talk. There's no point really talking much about the West Brom game because you know it's all going to be history by the time you hear this. It's one of those like weird time situations, isn't it? Where we should we, we I think in the past haven't we done like black match reports pretending we knew what happened have we yeah I could do it today we'll we'll have 90% possession and then someone who hasn't scored for West Brom in 15 years Victor Anachibi will score for West Brom Ooh. and we'll get beat 1-0 um, why are you like so pessimistic because that's what always happens right uh, Everton aren't we did you see the did you see the possession stats last week as well uh, there was something like they had something like yeah. 64% Possess, uh, possession maybe even higher so I, I was watching it on um, a American channel by an unknown means that we won't go into um, and whoever the co-commentator was, was it Danny on, Higginbottom it might have been I got the impression he used to play for Stoke and I thought it was Rory Delap because he had a bit of a wool accent <laughs> yeah. um, however yeah it could have been Danny Higginbottom and his commentary was just like he clearly knew nothing about football yeah. I think I posted on our page he said that Brian Oviedo is not a natural left back and that's where we could be exploited <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it turned out to have a stormer yeah. so what is he? <laughs> yeah. so you know a little bit of chit chat to start but we haven't, we haven't done this for ages are you ready? go on you ready? go on I have missed that, yeah. I have. You I do have. I do every now and then have a little dance trip around my living room with the baby. Yeah, nice one. She likes the new single. <laughs> and you didn't know that's what I was on about then as well. I didn't know that's what you're talking so about. No, I'm just going along with it. That was news to you. That was news to me, yeah. <laughs> uh, so little bits of Everton news this week. Uh, I suppose the, the big talking point is going to be uh, this pending takeover that seems to be pending for about a year. So. Probably best leaving that to last. Hangover. Well, hang on a minute. Hangover, yeah. Uh, hangover, yeah, hangover, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a takeover? I thought you were getting an American takeaway. I was hoping to get a burger and fries at the game. Is that not right? No. Oh, gutted. <laughs> I do like a bit of pulled pork. Nice one. Sounds quite rude, that, doesn't <laughs> it? Pulled pork. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, an impen- impending American takeover. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that more. In a more, bit. see what you did there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll let you talk about that more in a bit because I'll just put, throw my opinion in there. Is yeah. that because you haven't really researched it? And you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, 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 
I used to I used to look into these things a little bit but then um, life got in the way yeah you do host an Everton podcast you know that don't you occasionally <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but we've got a few little little uh, bits of news and non-news uh, to talk about first first of all a funny little one yesterday uh, well funny not ha ha really but uh, Mark <laughs> if, if you find chasing down police officers down the street with a meat cleaver in a cocaine ravaged haze funny then yeah it was quite amusing yeah yeah we're talking of course about Marcus Bent former Everton striker um, yeah what was that all about I don't know, it was bizarre really. It, obviously, this was his trial this week. This happened, you know, so many months ago when it, you know, it has been covered in the media. Um, yeah, he's off his head on Charlie and decided to take on the full might of the 5 with his, uh, <laughs> one of his kitchen utensils. Bizarre. Um, he could have used that for a, for a pulled pork. Well, he could have, yeah. And knowing Marcus Benz, he probably would have missed him if he tried to, tried to chop them anyway. However... I was thinking about this last night. If he'd have gone down, imagine if he'd have gone down and he'd end up in the same prison as Adam Johnson. How good would their fo- prison football team have been? Or not. Or not, yeah. <laughs> You'd have Johnson whipping the ball in for Bentimus. You would, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's like. I've got a feeling that won't be the last time Adam Johnson gets referenced in this podcast. Probably I? not. Um, nothing, to, nothing to joke about that, Mark. No, it isn't, no. Um, it. To be fair on the lad, right? Yeah, go on. This girl is probably only a couple of weeks younger than most of your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> like many Everton striker uh, bef- before him and since, it's fair to say that his career went downhill after leaving the Blues. Marcus Bent? Yeah. Uh, yeah, where did he go? I can't remember. Uh, everywhere. It's like that Johnny Cash song, wasn't it? Go it except not like... Uh, Tennessee, Memphis, blah blah blah. You went into West Ham, Charlton, Blackburn, and Ipswich. Did it? Yeah, yeah. He's I been know. everywhere, man. Everywhere. Um, Nobody listens to this podcast. Probably well. to Johnny Cash. That's well. We've got oh, yeah, some okay. proper in the know folk on it, uh, who listen to the podcast. Once again, me mum. <laughs> me mum will know what I'm talking about. Do you think Marcus Bent has been to more clubs than Adam Johnson's been to youth clubs? Possibly. <laughs> Uh, he was behind. He was at the back of an American takeaway, wasn't he? Was he Re- referencing American take? Or was it a Chinese takeaway? Don't know. Where he was getting favours for his signed shirt. Yeah. Uh, American takeaway to an American uh, go away. Could you say uh, Tim Howard? I like it. Good king of the segue. That, that's why you're here, lad. <laughs> Don't have to do any research, and you can do links like that. Uh, yeah. So Roberto's been out this week talking about his legacy. You know, once he, so does that, does that point out an exit for Tim Howard in the summer? Is he hinting at that? Well, I think on the last podcast, I so we touched on this a little bit, and I said, you know, once Howard had intimated that there's possibly you know an MLS move in the making in the summer, I think he's been linked with the Colorado Rapids, um, which would make sense because you know Rapids are full of waves and he tends to wave at the ball a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> You know, and not like Jerry's wave though. No, 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 not as classy as Jerry's wave. Um, that as soon as that's you know muted, at that point you probably got to give Joel the, the, the shirt, haven't you? Really, because then you, you you're looking to see if you know Joel's going to be the man for the future. Because Howard obviously isn't, because he, he you know we might be packing his bags and jumping on a, a Delta Airlines and, and waving goodbye. So um, yeah, I think. The vibe I'm now getting from Roberto and from things coming from the club and the fact that Howard hasn't really said much 
um, would lead me to believe that he might be uh, on his bike. He'll probably be back in between the sticks today, though. There'll be murder, though, won't there? I'm not sure, you know. Just for the first time ever, I'm not sure. No, I, I think Joel will keep his place. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone will know by now anyway, but... Uh, I don't know. It'd be extremely harsh on Joel, and this is this is why I, I thought when he played the cup games, we knew that he was playing cup games because that was what Roberto had told him and what he, he had told us as the fans that you know Joel's going to play in both cup competitions or all. He didn't play in Europe, did he? Last last year, did he? I can't remember. I, th- I don't think he was our European go- goalie, but he's been our uh, League Cup and FA Cup goalie. Over the past couple I'm of seasons, trying to remi- re- remember Hazy Knight in, in Lille. Yeah, hazy. Under, the, under the influence of tear gas. I can't remember who was in goal. But once you're injured and you've got somebody who's got three uh, clean sheets on the bounce, then you're going to be very, very unfortunate to be dropped. So he's just got to get a run now. In my opinion, it's, it's, the, only, it's the only it's the only fair way. It's it makes sense he's earned his place we've been keeping clean sheets since he's come in so yeah give the lad a go what, what's your thoughts on uh, the song it's funny it's a bit harsh the one line on it which is uh, what is it Howard's fucking gone yeah do you that, not think it's a bit disrespectful to sing at a game where probably Howard sat on the bench Um. yeah I don't think it'll really get sung majorly at Home games. It, well, it's, because it's, nothing gets sung at home games. No, no, it gets sung in the half time when it all, when when there's when there's limbs everywhere. Yeah. Uh, when when the lids when the lids are throwing beer. Yeah, and it, and and uh, in the concierge. Who knew? That's what is that? What's called? What's that? Why is it called that? It's not called a concierge. What's it called then? Isn't the concierge one of them fellas in a suit who help you get a taxi when you stay in a hotel? No, he that's a fella from the concierge. <laughs> Isn't it just called the concessions? that might be no no, it's a concierge anyway (laughs) do you know what I never knew until a few weeks ago do you know do you know when you say you go into Gladys yeah and then you're down by where you get your burger and your pint yeah you know the little set of stairs you go up and through the little thing to get out onto the the actual stand itself yeah what's that called don't know bizarrely it's called a vomitory nice one Sounds like somewhere where you'd be sick to me, but That's like a bog. Yeah. Doesn't look like a bog. Who knew? Who not me? Um, so what about what about Tim Howard's legacy? I mean, uh, there's been a few murmurs that maybe he stayed a season too long and he's really harmed his legacy. But if, if we if we look back at his Everton career, we've said it before on the podcast. The only keeper who's come close to being as good as uh, Neville Southall since he left was Nigel Martin, who was with us for a very short spell, and then since since that. Is uh, Tim Howard, surely? Tim Howard's legacy to me is a uh, superb signing, excellent value for money, great servant to the club, uh, good, solid keeper for many years. Um, had good times with him, you know, he was you know, a bit of a stalwart under Moyes. Um, yeah, you know, all keepers come to a point where, you know, they start to go a little bit on decline. Um, and, you know, I think... Do you know? Do you know when Tim Howard suddenly stopped playing for America for a season, and, and you know he was doing a book, and I, I think he just started seemed to, to lose a bit of interest. I maybe start, I think he started. He was in that advert for the World Cup. He started to believe his own hype a little bit. Maybe 
don't even know if it's that. I don't know if he's just fell out of love with football and the club and like tattoos too much. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I've got no ill will towards Tim Howard at all. I'm, I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as some people make out. No, me too. Um, and I think it's just time now. You know, he's he's, he's getting towards the end of his career. And it's time for us to maybe try another avenue. What about you know, Roberto has come under a lot of criticism for destroying. John Stones at the moment and destroying his uh, confidence and his just his, his his ability and is the blame for Tim Howard's decline. Does that also rest with Roberto for for sticking with this game where you don't just want to hoof it, you want to play uh, dangerous back passes to him and put him under un- unnecessary pressure? Well, does has that knocked him? I think that has got something to do with because. We know that you know Tim Howard on his day is a great shot stopper. You know we've seen it in multiple, we've seen it in games, haven't we? Where he's had blinders and he's stopped all sorts. I mean, you, yeah, you go yeah, back yeah. to that game in the World Cup where he what he made something like I don't know twenty three important saves in the game or something against Belgium for America. You know he, he can do that week in week out. I do think it, it is the stuff that he, he struggles with. You know the, the the sort of playing it across the back for him and being left exposed. And, and yeah, I think that is partly to do with the tactics, but also partly to do with the fact that. He's just getting a bit older and a bit less motivated. Yeah, one fellow who was extremely motivated. Talked about him a little bit earlier before. Um, Adam Johnson on a school day out in Alton Towers. No. Uh, Brian Oviedo played himself uh, into, into a new contract. Three and a half year extension to his contract. Uh, he looked like he was finished. Like a few times, didn't he? I hold my hand up. I wrote him. I don't know how many times of this podcast I said I don't think the lad will ever get back to where he was. I wrote him off. Uh, you know, it was injury after injury, constantly picking. Uh, you know, knocks up, uh, pulls, uh, and I didn't think he'd get back to where he is. And at the moment, he's he's absolutely proving me wrong. And is he keeping Leighton Baines out of the team through form and Baines's injury? There's been a lot of talk this week about you know after on the back of three good results. We've, we have to stay with the same team. We have to stay with the same team. The one change I would make would be I'd, I would bring brains in for Oviedo. I think it's a little bit harsh, that. I just think, you know, we can rotate the two of them. Yeah. You know, both of them have had injuries. You don't want to overexert either of them. And we know that both of them can do a job. You know, Baines is still the better player of the two. Okay, Oviedo had a couple of good games. And there's always that argument about picking players on form. But how do you know what Baines' form is if he isn't really playing? He's not had his best season. No, well, he's, he's obviously been ravaged with injury, just like Aviedo has. But Baines, he's going to need the chance to re- get back in the team and play and re-establish himself, isn't he? Um, you know, you look back on history, you look back on you know ability. To me, ba- my opinion, Baines is the better player of the two, and you pick your best players. What at the moment, uh, one of our better players last week's man of the match. Chipped in with a goal again. Aaron Lennon calls for him to possibly make uh, the England squad again. Well, there was. And I mean, this week, you know, there was a lot of shout there for Aaron Lennon to make. And not so many people shouting for Tom Cleverley. And the squad comes out and TC's in the squad and uh, Lennon's not. Mm. Um, you know, I think Lennon's probably a bit further down the pecking order just due to the fact that there's quite a few sort of attacking midfielders out there at the minute. Um you know, Adam Johnson's not going to go. He's really, not he? available anymore. And you know, looking at last week, England for England probably Andros Townsend still. You know, ahead of Alan Lennon in the pecking order. But you look at that game against Newcastle, and Lennon was head and shoulders above Townsend. 
Yeah. So, um, all the lad can do is keep playing. I said at the match that uh, Townsend, he, he just looks well different these days from when he used to play for Chelsea and, and when he's on um, when he's on telly on ITV. It's a different Townsend. Is it Andy and Joss? Uh, uh, of course. Well, that makes sense now. Now you say that. Um, so, fella, you just mentioned again, Tom Cleverley. Uh, it's not like Roberto to jump to, to overhype, but uh, he's, he's he's started calling the best ever free signing, and also one of the what was it something like one of the most greatest players you'll ever see in the Premier League, wasn't it? Something along those lines. And it was something. It was some kind of mix of those words. One of the greatest ever free signings in the Premier League. Whatever. Yeah. Um, he's, he's he's proven to be a good signing. He's been a good solid player. He's done well for us. Um, that's a, probably as far as I go. You know, I, I, yeah. You, you know, he's a, he's a good player. He's not one of the greatest players the Premier League's ever seen. Um, he's probably not one of the greatest players Everton have ever seen. But you know, the lad's doing well and and long may it last. Okay, the biggie that we hinted at before uh, this American takeover that is possibly happening at the end of this month, February. Is it going to happen? Yes. At the end of this month? I don't know. What, well, it's it's looming. Um, you know, I think it's it's just a case now of signing the you know the forms and doing all the necessary you know banking side of it. What I do know now is obviously when the club entered into discussions with this American consortium, they have to give them they signed a deal to have so many months exclusivity. So nobody else could come in and, and make a deal. That's now run out. So other bidders could now come in. <laughs> so if there has been people waiting in the wings, you know, with the, there's talk of, you know, I'm sure this is just Twitter talk, but talks of Chinese consortiums and Arab consortiums, they could now come in and, and potentially that could then prolong it. Well, why would they have to, if it's, if it's been 20-something years of, uh, you know, talk, why would they suddenly be interested now? Now there's an American, in, uh, is, is it just... I don't know, like like buses. Uh, you wait for one and three come along. Is it? Is that? Is, well, or, or interest, interest sparks interest. It's 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 business, isn't it? So when you're talking about deals of this much money, you know, sometimes people wait in the wings because they've got an idea that, for instance, the owner, or current owner, may be ill, and maybe the price will go down by sort of few tens of millions, you know, in a couple yeah. of months' time or, or whatever, and they might be waiting for that. But who knows? Um, you know, at the minute. My understanding is that the the American deal is pretty much done and dusted, and that's the way the club's going to go forward. Uh, Roberto has apparently said that he wants Ken Wright to stay. Do you think that's uh, he's feeling his job? Maybe on the line. Well, now he's got to say that because what if, it, if the deal goes down the toilet tomorrow? Uh, it's not it's not good him saying. I'm glad to see the back of uh, of old Bill there. Yeah. Sick of him singing songs to me from Cats and trying to get me to be in Coronation Street. Um, he could have a he could have a little job on the stage though, Roberto. Now he's got the moves, hasn't he? Uh, I wouldn't entirely agree with that. <laughs> what was that about? Do Do you know who Jason Derulo is? Because I have no idea. If you show me a lineup of five people. And said, which one of these is Jason Derulo? There is no way in a million years I could pick him out. No. Do you know the title of Jason Derulo song? Uh, didn't he do something? The only the only time he's been in my kind of like I don't know like I've ever came across him, so to speak. You know, not literally. Uh, I'm sure he did something with the Lonely Island. Right. I don't know. I haven't really. 
The point why I'm asking this is, Roberto's older than us. What is he doing dancing on the Jason Derulo concert like that? that? Shouldn't he be, like, going to see Ocean Colour Scene or somebody with, like... Dad Rock. A load of sort of Asian Brit poppers. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's Spanish, isn't he? So he's, well, all right, well, Spanish pop. I don't know, Spam pop. <laughs> don't know. Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> yes. For the Balamore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that move was called. What would you call that move? Uh, I don't know. The Roberto Wriggle. The, the giant bus. The yeah. brown shoes bop. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, so, what about the, the, the t- back to the takeover? Um, the fellas who were at the forefront of it, what, what, you you aren't that keen on them, are you? No. Um, and I must admit, some of my reasons for this are not really uh, founded in uh, science or logic. Uh, one of them is... Uh, Mr. Moores of the two is a 71 year old man with jet black hair never trust that he clearly dyes his hair with just for men which is a sign of being fake to me sorry lads I know you're a bit fake there <laughs> um, and then you know he's got no top lip have you noticed that never trust a man with no top lip oh, I'm not some anger. he's always been yeah. well he, he doesn't know how to fasten his coat oh yeah I suppose um, and he wears a baseball cap 71 years of age wears a baseball cap the only person I know who does that is my granddad and he's mental <laughs> so all these things don't really bode well for him um, the other guy Mr Noel looks a little bit probably like Adam Johnson will look like in 50 years time take from that what you will yeah um, but you know on a business side of it I think it's been well documented now that you know these these fellas have had a history in American business uh, in baseball in particular I think it was the San Jose Padres was it? No idea. Might be wrong with that um, something like that. It was the Padres anyway whatever town they're from um, they took over and they were in a sort of a similar situation to Everton they had a bit of an aging baseball field and uh, you know they, they weren't really particularly successful uh, and these two lads come in and ended up building them a new stadium um, but on the back of that stadium you know got quite a lot of land deals around the area from uh, the state um, of California and built all sorts of retail industries and, and all other stuff on the back of it and, and obviously made a few quid there was a bit of an initial investment into the team and then that faded away and basically they haven't really won anything and they're a bit stagnated at the minute um, so that's pretty much screams of Everton's situation at the minute and, and I just hope it's not a carbon copy. Um, I'm very sceptical of Americans after Hicks and Gillette and Randy Leonard and, and everybody else and people keep shouting at me saying it's worked at Arsenal and it's worked at Spurs um, but you know I don't particularly count them as American owned clubs per se. Well I mean do you, do, well, what's the what's the fee that's going what, 240 million to buy the club is that right? I, I believe it's 200 million 200, 200 million uh, so what investments in a new stadium what How's, what's that going to cost 100 million 200 million well there's obviously going to be my understanding and I put this out on the page the other day you know I'm not going to use the word source we've crossed that bridge many times on this podcast but somebody I know who's in the know has told me that the club has now signed a deal for Walton Hall Park with the council that's all done and dusted they're just waiting for the ownership issue to be resolved and then the new ground will 
proceed at Walton Hall Park. That is what I know. Um, I think the council will be par funding this in some way and there will be retail opportunities and other opportunities, a hotel and sh- stuff like that that can also be built on the site. Um, so I don't know much more than that. But I don't think, you know, they're not going to have to outlay 400 million, for instance, on a new stadium. I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the region of maybe 100, 150 and then there'll be extra. What, what, ha- what will happen to Goodison? Will it just get demolished or will it stay there as... I mean, what, what, can, what can you use an old football ground for? It'll probably get sold and houses will get built on it. So sad to think about that, but you've got to move with the times, haven't you? Buy a house on it, though. That'd be good. Oh, oh, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Except you'd have to live in the middle of County Road. <laughs> Every, you know, there's ups and downs to everything, isn't it? But... To anyone listening to this podcast lives in the, on County Road, it's boss. I love it. I used to live there myself. Uh, so, personal feelings towards it. I mean, we've been crying out for investment for that long. I mean, the danger is for every you know success like Arsenal who've come in, uh, you know, add money to spend. You've got like owners who come in like Vincent Tan who make a laughing stock of clubs. Obviously, you know, from different areas. Have Arsenal been a success? Well, I mean, you've got to call them a success, as in they've consistently qualified for Champions League for the past 20-odd years. But before they got these takeovers, you know, before they got the Emirates, yeah. when we were younger, you know, when oh, we, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Arsenal were winning leagues every year and, and had unvin- invincible teams and, and everything else. And, you know, but that just means... Arsenal were... haven't won the league since they've had this takeover. OK, they've got, you know... They've got the best ground in the country by a mile. Yeah. I understand that. And they're still probably dealing with the hangover from that. But has it been a 100% success on the pitch? Not a, not 100%, but it's just levels of success. They've been a success, just not as much of a success. So you can't call that a failure, can you? No. I so, so it's um, you know cons- consistent Champions League football, some of the best football you, you'll have seen over the past 20 years, some of the best players you'll have seen over the past 20 years. I, I'd call that a success and uh, I'm envious of them however they still can't design a club coat that tips up yeah <laughs> um, and yeah they, they still have like 57 that's like the like the uh, like the counter uh, the counterparts across across uh, North London Tottenham they've still got like 76 midfielders that they try and fit into uh, <laughs> into into four for each game um, yeah, so, you know, my views on this is I, I am very sceptical. I am one of those bizarre football fans who, I, you know, I keep seeing, everybody keeps shouting at me when I say, I don't like this takeover, I don't want it to happen, I'd rather stay as we are. People keep shouting at me saying, we want success, we want to win things, we want to do this, why don't you want to win things? I do want to, obviously, I'd like to win things, however... You know, if you're that greedy for success, you want to win things just through the means of money. What's stopping you going to support Man City? You know, I prefer the tradition of our club, and I I like being the plucky underdogs. I like I like that. Um, I just don't know how long we can last doing it. And at the moment, it looks like Bill. I don't want to be grim and say this, but it doesn't look like he's got long left. Let's just say, you know, whether that be in the position of the club or you know the fact that he's quite old you know. um, so somebody's got to come in so I think winning every week and winning everything would be dead boring well, that's okay. what would we talk about on the, what would we moan about on the podcast um, imagine a podcast every week 
hello, welcome to Not Better, Just Better podcast. Uh, yeah, we won six 0 this week. Um, we've just signed Messi, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, we've just won the Champions League for the third year on the run. Uh, nothing else to report really. Uh, in other news, uh, Roberto still refusing to drop Tim Howard in goals. Yeah. That would be it, wouldn't it? End the podcast. Do you know, with this, I mean, this this isn't, I've just said this before, but this isn't going to guarantee success. These Americans aren't going to come in, like, with mega, mega, mega books, are they? They're not going to come in and spend, you know, 400 million on the team, are they? It's not going to be like a City or an Abramovich kind of thing. It's just going to no. be an, enabling us to compete with other clubs-ish. But yeah, we're not yeah. going to be able to, we're not going to go and buy the league with them. And the, the the timing to me, you know, we've been looking for somebody to take over for, for so long, uh, and now just as the massive Premier League money kicks in, and oh, yeah. just as we have the possibly you know the most valuable squad we've ever had in our history, uh, you know, potentially three players worth about fifty million quid, um, and a load of other players worth twenty or so million, um, you know. Is, is, are they just looking at it as a little bit of a cash cow? I don't know. And in all honesty, only time will tell. Um, but I am nervous. Yeah. Watch this space. Because, I mean, we, we have we have slacked off a little bit, but it's 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 it's, got, it's one of the biggest stories we're going to have to cover in probably our Everton lifetime, I'd imagine. Do you think? Yeah, I'd have that, yeah. Yeah. So, watch this space. Right, so... That's the news of the week, I suppose. I mean, anything else? You, you've the, the, the kid who came on, he got to go all of the month. That was quite a nice touch, wasn't it? Well, that's 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 Everton right the way through, isn't it? That's well, sometimes you do things right. Um, mo- most of the time, we do things right. It's just a few times we dropped the ball a little bit with a uh, you know PR over the last couple of years, haven't we? It hasn't been. It's it's been more good than bad. But the thing with Cameron posting uh, posing with. Um, What's with, with Phil Jagielka didn't go down too and well. And Bill Gates. And Bill Gates, yeah. Bill Gates but it was more about the Bill Gates thing rather than the Cameron. Not Cameron, wasn't it? Who was it? It was George Osborne. George Osborne. Chancellor of the Exchequer. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but it didn't go down too well anyway. Uh, and a lot of people thought it was an own goal, not Jagielka's first. Probably won't be his last. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a nice touch. Uh, the young kid, what? Was he, was he have cerebral palsy? Multiple strokes. Anyway, you got this month's goal of the month. So, well, well in. Um, Another little piece of news that's come out. But going back towards sort of the squad, uh, Niasi or Nice? How are we saying this? I don't know. Nias. Still going with this. Nias. Nias. Has now got his, his work permit and his visas all sorted. Could potentially make his debut today against West Brom. Uh, I touched last week on how he was described as unorthodox, <laughs> which I said was football code for uh, can't control the ball. Um, this week, Lukaku's done a press conference and described him as having raw power, raw. which is football code for he puts his head down and runs. <laughs> Pretty much. So, so I think he's a cross between Paolo Wancho and um, James think. Milner. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I am looking forward to it. I hope he's you know, he's got the pace of one of Chris Malton. <laughs> Chris from the last uh, uh, the past day. How many people listening to this podcast, in your estimation, will go? Chris Malkin. Chris Malkin. Yeah. I reckon zero. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, who Chris Malkin is in the 
early to mid 90s he played for Tramia Rovers and was potentially the worst striker you've ever seen in your life worse than Brett Angel he was the poor man's and this says this says a lot the poor man's Stuart Barlow yeah and he's just, he was one of the one used to get his head down his main attribute his only attribute was pace but he didn't know which way to run he was skinny he used to fall over all the time and he only ever used to score goals by it like bouncing off his ass or his shoulder or his, his thigh uh, so yeah there you go Chris Malcolm <laughs> didn't expect to talk about him on the podcast today no. so as, as we started off with anyway we're, we're going to go we're going to go off uh, off to Goodison in a minute get this up there onto iTunes um, but we, we've been a good week 3-0 three, three wins the last of which away at Stoke uh, just a, a lot of good counter attacking football wasn't it? it said you know we were 37% possession we had and you know clubs obviously line up different against us uh, when, when we're the away team uh, and this you know that is what Roberto said is it true about the club uh, being under too much pressure at home but we, I'm uh, saying that yeah, we beat Newcastle I mean, you know, we beat Newcastle 3-0 as well yeah I think you know don't get me wrong there's a lot of people out there now who are you know are claiming that we've turned some sort of corner and everything's now rosy I think we beat a very poor Newcastle side 3-0 and we caught Stoke at the right time because I thought Stoke were fairly poor as well yeah. uh, despite the, the you know the possession that they had um, you know, as you said before they're on the back of 3 3-0 defeats they've had a bit of a dip in form from, from what they were doing a few months ago um, and it's not looking as rosy as it once was for, for Stoke under Hughes saying that you know I thought we played the perfect game away I really did it could have been 6 couldn't it yeah you know Kone uh, had a great chance uh, Lukaku could have had a hat trick uh, you know Barkley could have added to, to what, what it took to his tally for the season yeah just but any, you can't any, argue with it you know? any change on your views on Barkley no he's he's, he's he's come on just say something say something positive come on he's doing well yeah, there you go leave it at that he's doing he's doing well in but he just needs to do it more because he he's obviously got all the talent in the world. Just he, he needs to stop. He, he needs to stop thinking about that and just play his natural game. He's, he always seems better to me when he doesn't have to think about things. Because let's face it, I've said it before, he's not the best thinker, is he? No. He he when he's doing stuff on it on, on um just just naturally when the ball comes and plays the first time, all that kind of stuff. It, it's just just stick to playing that game instead of just trying to take on you know run from one corner to another taking on 17 players and then passing to, uh, you know laying the ball you know trying to play this intricate little pass just easy ball sometimes how many times do we have the overlap and he just doesn't use it because it seems like too much of an easy pass and he wants to go in and thread a ball through no I agree I mean do you, do you think there will be any changes today do you think we'll see I think th- I think there's going to be one or two. Uh, I I don't know whether he, you know he, I don't see how he can drop Lennon. No, I don't. I, do you think that's unfair to Jerry? No, no, because Jerry hasn't been doing it for the last couple of weeks, has he? Do you think he's going to start getting a bit upset that he's not getting played? No, I think he he, he is very much. He, he's we know he's very active on social media. He's always over, all over Instagram, Twitter, and everything. And everything you see now is, is still you know. The, well done to the boys today. Great result. Um, you know, he posed a, posed a picture with the lad who won the goal of the month. Um, he's still very much part of it. I think he still feels very privileged at Everton, and that's good to see. 
Do you know what I'd like to see Jerry get involved in? A wave off against Deli Alley. Have you seen any of these memes going around where Deli Alley just randomly waves at things? No, I haven't. I'll show you them later. It's amusing. If anyone's listening to this podcast, uh, just do it. You go onto YouTube and just uh, have a search for Deli Alley waving. It is highly amusing. Right, I'll have a look at myself later. And him and Jerry could be a, just like a posh, a, a posh, a boss pair of waivers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. With that. Yeah, I with that, 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 that's that's the most sensible input I can put into a preview of the West Brom game. Um, so, Nias on the bench, you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think Nias is going to be sat on his ass. So, are we looking at a, are we looking at a potential bench here of Nias, Morales, Delafeu, uh, Kone, Kone, probably Osman. Baines, or and then maybe a Gibbo or somebody. We well, couldn't have Osman as well, surely. Stones is is, is he fit? I don't know, I've not heard on that. Yeah. I, I really don't know. Um I mean he's got he's gotta be he, he's gonna be unfortunate to not come back in because he's our main I don't know, is he our main defender? He's no, one of our I, main would say, I would say Jack Elk is our main defender. Yeah. He's the one who's most important again, in the back four to me. You know, three clean sheets. what can what can you say about that? Exactly. Um, so Anyway, what I was, where I was going with the waves uh, was it's nearly time for us to wave goodbye and we best do it within the next 50 seconds because uh, a podcast ad is going <laughs> to cut us off. So, yeah, anything else to add? Apart from, I, I just want to say, first of all, thanks to everyone who's stuck with us on iTunes and SoundCloud, etc. Weekly, even though it's not been weekly. Anything you, you want to add, Mark? Uh, no, all done. We had another few nice messages. This week on Twitter, Facebook, good to have you back and all that stuff. It's always nice to hear that, isn't it? It's it better, is, than, yeah. better than, better uh, than, you knobheads. Why don't did you, we get any messages why, off? Why off again? What were you going to say? Before we, we actually did get cut off. We did get cut off then. Um, now, I was just going to say, you know, I was going to make some other poor Adam Johnson joke, but I won't bother with that because I realised it wasn't funny in the first place. And uh, It's going to happen again. We're going to get cut off. Grooming is no laughing matter. I'll leave it on there. Catch you later, Blues. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC.